Hello, and welcome to Talking Opinions. I am your host, Anthony Livingston Hall. For 15 years now, I've been sounding alarms about the willingness of tech companies to sacrifice any principle for their bottom line. Most notably, in a blog commentary titled, Google adopts Bush administration motto of moral relativism on January 26, 2006, I held Google in contempt for brazenly betraying its corporate motto, don't be evil. I did so because Google had just made a mockery of that motto by following the primrose path into the Chinese market, which Microsoft, Yahoo, and other tech companies had already blazed. Like them, Google had agreed to help China's authoritarian government censor its citizens' use of the internet in exchange for market access. That was 15 years ago, when Google was installing filters to prevent Chinese users from accessing online information about democratic values and human rights. But I warned back then that democratic protesters in authoritarian countries would be in for a rude awakening if they rely on American tech companies to advance their causes. Sure enough, since then, far too many tech companies have struck Faustian bargains to gain access to the poisoned chalice of markets that lies behind the Great Firewall of China. Most notably, this has seen Apple removing apps for VPNs and even the New York Times at the government's behest. It has seen Microsoft censoring Bing searches to block results related to such seditious topics as the Dalai Lama and Tiananmen Square. And it has seen TikTok moderating content to avoid references to places like Taiwan and Tibet that could offend China's thin-skinned brand of nationalism. Uh, to their credit, Wikipedia, Twitter, and Facebook are among far too few tech companies that refused to strike this bargain. Unfortunately, they have still given just cause to see their technology as a double-edged sword. Topical examples include rapper Nicki Minaj using Twitter to create an international crisis by propagating misinformation about COVID vaccines, and the Wall Street Journal reporting that, despite Facebook's own research showing how Instagram causes depression and even suicides, 
especially in teenage girls, it is busy planning to launch Instagram for kids. <laughs> and people wonder why I call Mark Zuckerberg a bigger drug kingpin than Pablo Escobar, Il Chapo Guzman, and all others combined. <laughs> but this is not the episode to delve any further into any of that. Not least because, with respect to Minaj, I can refer you to my blog commentary titled Educating and Defending Nicki Minaj on COVID Vaccines from September 17, 2021 and with respect to Facebook, I can refer you to my podcast episode titled Social Media, Sowing the Seeds of Our Own Destruction from October 18, 2020. The point is that I can draw a direct line between Google joining other tech companies in 2006 to help China censor its citizens and Google partnering with Apple today to help Russian President Vladimir Putin rig parliamentary elections. The hypocrisy is as vexing as it is stupefying. After all, just months ago, the leaders of these two companies were in the vanguard of those denouncing Trump for trying to rig the 2020 US presidential election. Yet, here they are, helping Trump's de facto puppet master do in Russia what they found so reprehensible in America no doubt politically and morally. Opposition parties, under the auspices of jailed leader Alexei Navalny, designed apps to consolidate block voting, merely to limit the amount of systemic vote rigging Putin's party could pull off. But, at the very last moment, Google and Apple pulled the proverbial rug from under them, citing fears that local executives would end up like Navalny if they did not remove the apps. In a September 17 report, the New York Times quoted two people who called out these tech companies for checking their conscience at the border not to gain access to the robust Chinese market, but just to retain access to the modest Russian market. The first is Ivan Zhdanov, an aide to Navalny, who it quotes as follows. Removing the Navalny app from stores is a shameful act of political censorship. Russia's authoritarian government will be thrilled. End quote. The second is David Kay, a former UN official responsible for investigating freedom of expression issues, who it quotes as follows. 
The companies are in a really difficult position. But they have put themselves there. They are de facto carrying out an element of Russian repression. Whether it's justifiable or not, it is complicity. And the companies need to explain it. End quote. Of course, I've been waiting for 15 years for Google to explain why it has been doing in China, what it and Apple are now doing in Russia. But it is self-evident that these companies do not mind being in this so-called difficult position, that is, of serving as tools of authoritarian governments. With respect to Apple, the title alone to another podcast episode should explain why. Because I effectively presaged its complicity in rigging Russia's parliamentary elections in Apple is the apple of China's eye on all citizens on May 29, 2021. Frankly, these companies have clearly decided that, insofar as doing business overseas is concerned, it's better to be evil and filthy rich than to be good and super rich. Therefore, with all due respect to that UN official, waiting for them to explain it might be like waiting for Godot. Mind you, these tech companies have become so hopelessly complicit, I fear it's only a matter of time before their workers become indistinguishable from China's corporate cyber spies or Russia's ransomware hackers. Meanwhile, like big tobacco companies, Facebook has already shown no compunction about implementing policies it knows can kill American children. <laughs> Therefore, given their patented willingness to sacrifice principles for profits, it's easy to see a day when big tech companies would show no compunction about doing China's bidding, even if that means undermining democratic freedoms in America itself. Uh, that's it. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow me on Facebook and Instagram. If you'd like to contact me, I invite you to email Anthony Hall. 279 at gmail.com or use the contact feature on my blog at www.ipjn.com Thank you for listening and until the next Talking Opinions, goodbye.